Okay, theme song in three, two, one. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, come on, man. Oh, Jesus. All right, come on, come on, come on, let's go. Okay. Let's do that again. This is the theme song. Three, two, one. And welcome back to the Constitutional Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premiere podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. I had to wait for this <laughs> web page to load up. Episode 215, another week late episode. Uh, but you're going to get two episodes this week, and uh, be happy that you're getting any at all. But things will change, and this is hopefully the last time I will be late on this. Uh, at least in the meantime. Uh, a couple updates. The iPad is dead. I dropped it. Uh, the screen did not crack. Nothing is broken. Nothing is dented. It just won't. The screen just won't. Uh, it'll light up, but it won't turn on. So the iPad fully works, but the screen is still black and won't turn on. So I got to take it to the Apple store. Cannot do that until Friday. <sighs> Unfortunately so. And hopefully it's just a, a thing where they can just, uh, you know, just pop it open in 10 minutes and go, oh, there's the problem. Let's plug it back up. Because... Nothing should be broken. It's just it just dropped on a on a corner inside of a case, no no less. That's what happens with these you know these thinner things. They just that's that's what I was always afraid of with the iPad or concerned about was that it would uh, break based on it being so uh, weak and fragile. The things that like these things were fourteen hundred dollars or twelve hundred dollars, however much mine cost, twelve hundred bucks. Same thing with my phone. My phone is. Uh, to, you know, subsidized. These things are subsidized, but they're friggin' a thousand dollars plus, and they're so thin and they break so easily. And you have to, then you have to pay uh, Apple Care. You have to pay the uh, Google Fi service protection or whatever. So then you, so then the, that's five dollars a month or fifteen dollars in case of the phone. I mean, that uh, that pays for you to have the chance to pay less in the long run, but. It's still when you when you send your iPad to Apple, when you send your Mac, when you send your phone, or whatever. It's still you're still gonna have to pay the fifty dollars service fee, and then you have to pay whatever on top of that is, you know, the fifty dollar accidental thing. Then you gotta go. Okay, well now you have to pay uh, if your screen cracked, or you have to pay to replace this part. That's what right, you know. <laughs> and this is not this is not a part of this week's episode. Uh, actually, I don't even have it down. Uh, if we're next for you know, that, or this is not. This episode, but I don't have that for the next episode. But the right to repair, that's why it's so important to have these independent shops out there and not just Apple saying, hey, you can you can only come to us to fix your stuff. Because if the independent shop has a screen, has a, you know, the screen's probably like, what, 20, 30 bucks or $50. And then, but then Apple's upcharging you, you know, 140, 150 just to put the screen on. Where technically, if you just bought some kit from iFixit and, and did it yourself, then It'll cost you less than that. So that's what these independent shops are for. And that's why these new laws 
with right to repair. That's why you want the right to repair. So you have to worry about this stuff. Anyway, all that is to say is uh, I had to play the theme song off of uh, the uh, the laptop today, which is just pulling so many duties right now. It's a seven-year-old thing. And uh, and the, the song was too loud, and I was taken aback by it. I wonder if I'll keep that part in. Probably not, because it's... I just I blew out my own ears. <laughs> so let's get on. Let's get into this first thing because uh, I really want to do this in thirty minutes. First up, this comes from Engadget, written by S. Shaw. Spotify will allow any U.S. podcaster to charge for a subscription. Now, this is uh, building off of what Apple's uh, subscri- podcast subscriptions platform that is launched and is buggy. We talked about it in the last episode. Spotify is doing, it's expanding its own paid pod subscriptions to everybody who has a podcast. So I can do it. You can do it. We can, we can all do it. The premium option has been activated on 100 podcasts, according to Sweden-based streaming service on September 15th. Subscriber-only content will be made available to international listeners, while overseas creators will have to wait a tad bit longer to get their hands on monetization tools. The program itself is available through Anchor, the podcast creation platform acquired by Spotify, uh, and uh, alongside Gimlet for $340 million in uh, 2019. Spotify is going to take 5% in 2023. Comparatively, Apple charges a $20 annual fee for its program and takes a 30% cut of subscriptions for the first year and 15% thereafter. Wow. I, I think I think in Apple's, I didn't know about that $20 fee, but I think in Apple's uh, belief case is that they can charge so much because they are the premier platform uh, in the world. But twenty, that, the annual fee is just just for the chance to be able to do that, which is why I think things like Patreon are better. Uh, and uh, OnlyFans, which is going to be a subject of the next episode of News Time, uh, it only makes sense for those to, to be what they are because uh, of uh, you know these, these avenues like Apple that are taking too much money from creators. But the but the argument against Patreon is that, a it's it's not part of the only one company platform that Apple wants you to do. Apple wants you to be part of the ecosystem, and b, it is uh, uh, this this un, not unknown, but it's just clunky. It's clunky to imp, to implement. You know, if people don't want to get, if people don't want to subscribe for the extra episode via Patreon. Or if they do, they have to get this RSS feed, and if they don't, then they have, then they can just go. All right, I want to pay. I want to subscribe via Apple. Do the paid subscription via Apple. And this is this is all just turning podcasts into a system that it really kind of wasn't meant to be, and now soon enough, it's just. I mean, it's already it's already over uh, overwrought with you know. If I can make a podcast, it's too much. <laughs> it's too much. Even though this is uh, one of the oldest ones out there, you know, it's joking. This next one comes from Dade Hayes over at Deadline Sports on Tubi, streaming hub to feature 10 live channels, 700 on-demand hours. So Tubi, Fox Broadcasting is a Fox Corp, rather, is doing with Tubi what they should have done a long time ago. They're expanding it into sports. Uh, Sports, as I've mentioned before, is a very hot commodity in the streaming world. Once ESPN entered with ESPN+, then people could finally drop their cable subscriptions you know that that's why a lot of people stayed with uh, spectrum or uh, with i don't know fios <laughs> uh, comcast direct tv is because they needed to watch sports and uh, in a lot of cases that's the only way to get sports i know that 
Fox networks, uh, local Fox networks went dark in Atlanta uh, on on YouTube TV. So now I can't, you know, watch a Braves game unless it's on ESPN or uh, TBS or uh, streaming on the network. Or, yeah, on the network, not streaming on the network. So Tubi's introduction of sports is going is a huge thing. It's going to have 10 live streaming channels spanning across various sports as well as almost 700 hours of on-demand programming. NFL, MLB, NASCAR, Big Ten, uh, the rest. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of these. Uh, <laughs> they're going to they're gonna be able to, they're going to have all that stuff. Uh, but then there's going to be premium top tier events that's going to stay on Fox, FS1, and the other Fox uh, broadcasting platforms. Fox Corp paid $440 million to acquire Tubi in a deal that closed in early 2020. While Tubi has not yet hit the $1 billion revenue level of Viacom CBS on rival Pluto, it has made a lot of strides in advertising. Applebee's and Uber Eats. Okay, I don't care about advertising. <laughs> So, you can expect things like past seasons of Hard Knocks, even though that is an HBO show, NFL media and television films still produces it, so they technically have ownership, so that means you can watch the old seasons that aren't on HBO, uh, HBO Max. MLB on Tubi is going to have MLB Fastcast, a daily show, as well as classic baseball games, highlights, historic World Series games, all-star games, other events. This is, this is big. This is big. This is, I was talking about uh, soccer on CBS All Access. I just get the pop-ups out of here. I will. I promise. I will turn on ad blocker again <laughs> on these websites if these if these things just keep popping up. So CBS All Access, Paramount Plus, Paramount Plus, uh, Fubo TV, ESPN Plus. These things, you know, and, and, and now Peacock with uh, wrestling and soccer as well. The, to, sports is. Is a still a very big thing. That's where you can get consistent ratings, especially if you are a cable network or a, just a regular network looking to have, you know, a, a golf block on on every Saturday and Sunday for four hours. That's still going to get that's going to get better ratings than uh, some shows during prime time. Sports is big. Sports is big, and people people love watching it quickly glaze over this was that the last episode of this show <laughs> sometimes uh, i just my notes my notes aren't as diverse as i thought they or as clean as they should be yeah that was the last episode i'm gonna call this episode sports is big <laughs> there we go now we got that out of the way i guess i could stop worrying about Oh, when's the title going to come? Oh, no, the title's not here. Oh, no, the title, the title. Oh, look at that. My uh, reminder to do constitutionals just popped up. I have a task I have a task set up for uh, the constitutionals, and uh, it is there. I almost showed the name of my computer. I also forgot to turn on the timer. How long has this episode been going on? 11 minutes and 53 seconds. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Next things next. Here's coming up next. The web page is loading. This comes from The Verge, written by Chaim Gartenberg. I pray that I got that right. Hulu is adding HDR for some of its original shows and movies. Uh, the sub, the subhead of that is yes, it's only just doing this now. But I think I want to stop loading this page so that the camera can uh, keep up with me. 
God, I, I just need some stuff. I just need new stuff. So, I would, you know, if you if you watch a lot of streaming stuff as we as we are one to do, and if you have a 4K compatible television, you'll you'll notice that a lot of shows trigger the uh, or no, they, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, they don't trigger. They don't trigger. I always thought they did, but they don't. They they will air things in uh, in 4K. If you have uh, Netflix's top tier eighteen dollar model, you know, instead of the regular fourteen dollar one, the mid tier one, then that also you know this you know that that gets four um, K streaming. And then if you have you know Disney Plus, uh, Hulu now, HBO Max. They all just everything's already. If it's in 4K, it's gonna air in 4K. If it has Dolby Vision, it's gonna air Dolby Vision, Atmos, you know, HDR, all that stuff. Um, with, <laughs> Dolby Vision and HDR are two different things. But if you, if, but if they support either one of those formats, it's gonna do that. Trigger your television into going to those formats if your television supports it. So uh, shows are now more or less being shot in 4K, especially the streaming shows. And uh, as we all, as we move over from HD uh, to 4K and HDR. Uh, but now Hulu is jumping in the fray. I think this is, you know, Disney Plus and HBO Max definitely had the best launches. They were able to to sit back and and, and kind of, uh, you know, HBO Max sat back and watched Disney Plus and Disney Plus uh, was able to see how uh, even from things like Quibi to other platforms uh, before it, see how they launched. Uh, and I think... And you know Disney Plus, I think uh, obviously did it the best, and HBO Max is a, is a very good, uh, very good follow up. Uh, and Peacock even Peacock even had a, a very nice launch. But uh, what Disney Plus did right is that it launched with 4K in mind. It launched knowing that hey, not only do we have to be cheap, not only do we have this library of goods, but we also need to look good and. The movies that launched were like all the all the all the Marvel movies that were shot in 4K, uh, Dolby Atmos, UHD, all that stuff. They launched with that, and that is spectacular to be able to have all of your. <laughs> yeah, I, was, well, I was gonna say content, <laughs> but I'm not gonna say that to have all of your movies and shows, and now your shows like Monsters at Work and um, uh, What If that show the marvel show to to have all that launch uh, in 4k is it's just commonplace now and hulu doing this just now just it seems like it's a late to the party i think and i think only a couple of its shows beforehand and i don't even think any of its movies were in 4k uh devs i know for a fact because i had to look up before i got this new tv i looked up uh what does hulu offer in 4k and it was not a lot and i think now obviously it's been Adding a lot of HDR stuff to its its plate, uh, even uh, Vacation Friends, which I watched this past weekend, which I thought was very funny, um, is is in 4K. So it's 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 good to see them finally adopt a format that's five years old at this point. ACR content with Hulu will be available on usual streaming suspects. Uh, HDR compatible Roku's, Fire TV, Apple TV, Chromecasts. Oh, HDR compatible Chromecast, Vizio TVs with HDR, all that. Mobile devices and uh, video game consoles, I don't think are being supported for 4K streaming content uh, via any other app as well. I definitely, I, I believe Netflix is supporting them, but everyone else, I know HBO Max is not, especially not Xbox. I have not watched anything on PlayStation 
uh, and uh, since I got the uh, Google TV, Chromecast with Google TV, but I can only imagine that they're in the same boat. I remember, you know, before before uh, before streaming apps became abundant, and it was, and I was just using and streaming, you know, not not platforms, devices became abundant. I was just using the, the Xbox and the PlayStation to watch things, and it was still it's still clunky to use those things. And now that you know, we have these better Chromecasts and uh, just different models of Roku and Fire TVs and uh, the Apple TV 4K. It's uh, never watch. If you have a smart TV, never, ever, ever. I don't care. I don't care if you if it's if you if you're like, oh, it's a smart TV. I want to watch stuff. Don't do that. It's like running a computer all the time. Uh, and imagine, you know, you want to people don't want to buy new TVs every two years. So having a, I've never signed in on this on the LG C1. I don't sign in on apps. I just use the Chromecast because uh, I don't want I don't want to slow down. Anyway, consoles aren't consoles are aren't up to par. I think it's just hard to develop for them. So the the list of HDR content for for Hulu. I keep I keep saying content is growing. The new Nine Perfect Strangers is there is uh, in 4K. Uh, it, I assume HDR as well. Yeah, 4K HDR, Handmaid's Tale, Little Fires Everywhere, uh, and it, I, it's just, it's great. Castle Rock, Future Man, which I which I knew was in 4K. It's not a lot, but they're they're slowly building up. So there you go. Moving along, what's next? Oh boy, oh boy. Okay, this might not be a 30 minute episode. This might be longer. <laughs> This next one uh, comes from Variety Baby, written by Salome Hailu and Ethan Shanfeld. Now, actually, it's kind of it kind of fits in with this uh, with the theme of this week. So, Mike Richards was uh, the whole saga of Mike Richards in Jeopardy. Alex Trebek dies. I'm going to sum it up. Alex Trebek dies. Like this is the, imagine the Disney emoji, those emoji uh, videos that they do, which I think are really good. Uh, the emoji summaries of their movies. Uh, Alex Trebek dies. Mike Richards uh, is an EP over at Jeopardy. They say, "Let's go find a successor." They put on this whole worldwide search, basically a national search, but a whole worldwide search featuring Robin Roberts, George Stephanopoulos, other people not on ABC. No, LeVar Burden, Aaron Rodgers. Apparently, no one's good enough. Mayim Bialik. But they take Mayim Bialik, give her a primetime Jeopardy show. Mike Richards, again, EP of the of Jeopardy, make him the host of Jeopardy. Everybody's in uproar. Turn, Mike Richards is host before, including the show uh, uh, Beauty and the Geek, produced by Ashton Kutcher. I think that was my first reality show that I watched because it was beautiful women dating geeky guys. <laughs> and I was always, always, and I thought it was real. I was like, what? Like, how are these people going to be together? <laughs> and uh, I wonder if any of those people think back on that time and go, God, I can't believe I did that. I know I do for my dating show. <laughs> and, and, uh, and so... Uh, people in uproar. People go back in time, dig up old podcasts that Mike Richards did. He said some pretty foul stuff uh, in regards to uh, women and their bodies. <laughs> and, uh, and then he is basically, 
I read he stepped out, but everybody's like, so so then he uh, Sony essentially fires him from Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune, uh, and 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 now he's out of a job and and in Jeopardy, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. I said that right. So now he's out of a job. So now there he but he's already hosted one week's worth of Jeopardy shows. So those will air next week or the week after. Okay, so now we're looking for a new host. Uh, interestingly enough, there is also a report that came out, I believe, yesterday after it was announced that he was fired that said more or less that there was never a plan to find a successor like in that nationwide search where everybody was basically trying out. Mike Richards was already tapped to be the host, and I believe that to the very end. It makes sense. So now here's the shortest hosting stints in history, as pointed out by Variety. Ann Curry hosting today. That was a very public affair. That was a very, very public thing. Ann Curry was ousted after less than a year of taking over for Meredith Vieira. I wish Ann Curry stayed. I liked her a lot. And, I, and now she doesn't. I don't, I don't believe she uh, does anything. And she doesn't even understand why she was replaced. And this is in 2020 when she announced, like when, she, uh, when Elle asked her and uh, and she's like, I don't know. I don't know what I did. I was doing my job. I did nothing wrong. And this is after Matt Lauer was fired in 2018 for sexual misconduct. And maybe we, th- you know, people think it's uh, it has to be around uh, the Lauer thing because she did have tension with Lauer. Conan O'Brien hosting Tonight Show. That's a, another very public thing. This is after uh, Jay. Very quick story. Jay said he wanted. Or Jay said he want. He's he's ready to step down. Go watch CNN's. Uh, well, I mean, you've heard the story before. Jay Jay Leno said he's going to step down. Conan's supposed to take over Tonight Show. Conan took over Tonight Show. Jay says I want to do a show again. NBC says okay, we'll put you on at ten o'clock. So they put him on at ten o'clock, and Jay goes, uh, the rating the ratings are good. And then uh, NBC goes, you know what? We'll put you on eleven thirty five. Tonight Show will come on at uh, at twelve at twelve o five. I, the the time slide that Conan just left, and then uh, late night will come on at two a.m. <laughs> essentially, which are like one at one a.m. Which that that is the most insane thing. Anyway, Conan walked away, forty five million dollars settlement, and uh, Tonight's Show forever lost its uh, grace. Next up, Magic Johnson's The Magic Hour, which is a show I did not know. For six months in nineteen ninety eight, former Los Angeles Lakers sports executive and philanthropist Magic Johnson also had. Talk show host is one of his titles, but the Magic Hour was an immediate critical and commercial failure. <laughs> Variety's review at the time called Johnson Wit Challenged, saying that, quote, everything was just a tad too upbeat and a lot of cornball. Wow, okay. Ratings briefly increased after an episode wherein Johnson confronted Howard Stern, who had been vocal critic of the show, but that didn't last long, and the Magic Hour was ultimately canceled. Chris hmm. uh, Jenner's Chris. And it makes sense that she had a show. I don't understand why Magic Johnson would have one, but I guess at that, I, I mean, in the late 90s, he was he was a very uh, big name. He still is a big name, but was a very big name and a very vocal person in the sports world. Uh, Chris Jenner's Chris, 2013, I don't even remember this. She This is when she basically became a thing. She had a daytime talk show. She was a huge, like, I, like when the Kardashians were at the tip-top of their fame, obviously it's very high right now, uh, but when they were at the tip-top of their fame, oh my gosh. 
It aired in six cities and uh, on Fox-owned channels and given a six-week trial. They usually do this. RuPaul's uh, daily talk show went through this. I believe Kirk Fox had a show that went through this. Uh, Tamra, you know, it, basically, if you see a show that's a daily a daily talk show on during the day, like Kelly Clarkson's show, or Ellen even, or Oprah even, they had to go through a trial to see if people were interested, and then. They go nationwide and they turn into a daily talk show. Next up, Fox's The Wilton North Report. I don't know who that is. Fox taps Sacramento DJ duo Phil Cowan and Paul Robbins. Okay, I know Phil Cowan. Okay, wow. And that ran from December 11th, 1987 to January 8th, 1988. Oof. It was a news magazine show with uh, talks, talks, talking and comedy and stuff. Okay, interesting. And then it switched formats midway through its brief four-week run, later reducing on its reliance on comedy and focusing on, quote, many documentaries. Oh, this week's episode of uh, The Constitutionals. The one after this is going to talk about uh, many docs coming from CBS This Morning, or as they call it, CBS Mornings. Fox's Chevy Chase show. Oh, jeez. <laughs> when Fox offered Dolly Parton a late night program, the country star politely declined, suggesting Chevy Chase instead. <laughs> Ooh, the network quickly went all in with the actor comedian, offering Chase a $3 million contract and pouring $1 million in renovations into the newly named Chevy Chase Theater. Hmm. The show was a disaster. Fox canceled after four weeks on air. The show, which ran from September to October 1993, also panned by critics. Wow. Uh, okay, next up, Fran Drescher had a talk show. It's called Fran Drescher Talk, T-A-W-K show. <laughs> that was less than a month in late 2010. Did not know she had a show. Jackie Gleason's You're in the Picture. That was... It debuted on the evening of John F. Kennedy's inauguration in 1961. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, they don't say how long it lasted. Mike Richards on Jeopardy has uh, nine days. Nine days. That's how long it lasted. So that new season is going to kick off September 13th. So two weeks. Two weeks we'll get to see his handful of episodes. Truly a handful. Quite literally a handful of episodes. And finally, we're going to talk about the fall TV Premiere date schedules comes from Eric Peterson over at Deadline, baby, with the pop-ups already. Good Lord. Starting tonight, starting September 1st. I know. <laughs> we'll see if this episode goes up tonight. PBS Discovery and Wondrium have their new shows coming on. September 2nd, we're going to see some FX shows. Oh, AP Bio from Peacock. And what we do in the shadows and FX and Q Force on Netflix. The Demilio Show. Oh Jesus! I spend my whole early <laughs> young adulthood just struggling and trying to work so hard and writing and doing this stupid show and doing news time and talking to comedians and creative people and building my reputation. And these young white ladies, kids, children, they put up TikToks and they're more successful than I will ever be. (laughs) And it just stinks. And I know, don't compare yourself. (laughs) But I've worked so hard. 
And they they lip sync to songs. They don't have talent. They can't change a tire. They can't they can't unclog a toilet. They can't replace the flapper in the toilet. They can't install a shower head. <sighs> That's gonna be on Hulu. Billions is coming back. I don't know what I wanted to do with this. Oh, there's a Days of Our Lives <laughs> limited series on Peacock? Robot Chicken, that's still going on. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. I'm just so sad right now. Football comes back the 9th of September. So basically, everything is coming back a week after Labor Day. Or the week of Labor Day. No, yeah, week after Labor Day. That's when everything starts coming. A new Frogger game show from Peacock. Another a Top Chef show from Peacock. Dang, Peacock is really dropping this. They should have dropped stuff during the summer. I don't know why I wait now. What'd you what'd you put out during the summer? That the show about the girls with guitars? And uh Girls Five Eva was earlier. I don't remember anything else. Lucifer's coming September. A Smurf show on Nickelodeon. More episodes of Camp Coral from SpongeBob SquarePants. From SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> Uh, Real Housewives, Why the Last Man, I started reading that comic book series, read the first book, a little crass, obviously written by men, you can tell, I mean it's a good book, Why the Last Man, it's a, it's a good book and I understand why people are talking about it, I've been hearing about that, I remember back in uh, when G4 was still around and Blair Herter was on Attack of the Show talking about, she had, she had a comic comic book segment on that show and she was talking about, I remember she suggested, Why the Last Man? And, and my and so for, quite frankly, probably 10, 15 years, you know, ever, or probably since it ever came out, you know, she was, she was talking about that. I w- I've always wanted to read it. And uh, it's at my local library, and I downloaded it via Hoopla. And now that I'm an adult reading it, and, <laughs> and I know, uh, you know, I'm not somebody who uses the words toxic masculinity or any of that stuff. Um, but it's it's gross. It's gross the way it's written. <laughs> Nailed it comes back September 15th. Saw a little trailer for that on Nicole Byer's Instagram. Uh, let's see. What else? What else? What else? <laughs> More stuff coming. I mean, this this is going to be. I'm gonna go ahead and say this. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say this and correct me if I'm wrong. This they everything is planned out until December, and they're still unannounced dates for shows that are already made like claw season the final season of claw uh uh the new season of gin Lock on hbo i don't know star trek prodigy the paramount plus uh nickelodeon star trek show wow i mean there's just so many things that i have not gonna i'm gonna go ahead and say this is jojo's bizarre adventure uh about uh jojo siwa I was watching, before I get to my point, I was watching, um, periodically I'll watch, I've been watching a lot of old SNL episodes, uh, because I just, I think SNL is uh, really good. Even, you know, anyway, I just, I just think it's really good and it's interesting to watch, uh, episodes from, I watched the Russell Brand episode and I, I, I had not, I'd never seen it, but I'd seen sketches from it and I just thought a lot of it was fine and a lot of it wasn't good, but it, there's some, there's some funny stuff in there. Anyway. But uh, it takes me back. I watched, 
I have a playlist on YouTube called uh, SNL Bests or something like that, or Best SNL Sketches. What is it called? I don't think it matters what's it called because I don't want you freaks looking at it. But I'm going to look it up anyway. It's called SNL Sketches, aptly named. It's got about 180 sketches because earlier this year, SNL basically unlocked all of their, you know, they used to, what, what, um, uh, 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 what's it called? What Team Coco does with Conan clips and what, um, oh my God, I'm blanking. I can see them in my head. Team Coco and, uh, oh, uh, Comedy Central does with Keen Peel sketches is in order to make more revenue, they'll either unlist or make the episode, uh, the sketches of Key and Peele, for instance, or the, the clips from Conan, they'll make them private or they'll take the, or they'll unlist them or, you know, delete them all from YouTube. And then to make more revenue, they'll post them again. And, and, you know, those, those are clips that get, especially for Key and Peele, a million, two million, five million views. Uh, and so anyway, it's, I, I hate that practice, but anyway, SNL used to do that. They used to, they used to post clips of old episodes like seven years ago. You can see, you know, it. you'll know it. Cause it'll say, it'll say the episode, the clip was uploaded seven years ago and, uh, it'll, it'll be, you know, it'll be an episode from that year or it'll be an episode from 10 years earlier. Anyway, they'll end the upload clips and they'll take them, they'll put them down, take them up. But now they unlock those and made them available, you know, forever. Cause it just doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> um, but I was, I have put on SNL sketches, uh, I have a bunch of, I was watching a, a bunch of clips this morning, uh, with my breakfast as one does, as the news was playing, as like something important was playing in the background. I'm just like, no, let me watch these old SNL sketches. And I was watching the, the stuff from the, the quarantine from, from when they were still doing SNL at home. And, uh, you know, looking back on that now, especially at a, a time, you know, where they finished out the season, they were able to do that in studio. They did such a phenomenal job. It's just comparatively and especially compared to what people I mean it's like I can like I can watch uh somebody on YouTube and they can do a really really good job on the video and ultimately it's not you know uh if it's a, a tech reviewer if it's a news a news personality if it's uh somebody doing comedy it could be it could be funnier than SNL it could be as funny as SNL and it could not be funny at all but the uh but the talent is there and the I mean, what SNL's team—the writers, the actors, the 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 producers, the editors, uh, everybody—what everybody did, whoever the directors, whoever the sound people, whoever touched those videos, just did a fantastic job with, you know, with everybody working from home. And it was just—I mean, you gotta you gotta take that, you know, when, when you can get it. It's just it's just amazing, amazing what they did, all the all the special effects and everything. So anyway. All that, all that, all that boiled down to this essence. Um, oh God, now I forgot her name. Chloe, Chloe, uh, Chloe Feynman did uh, a, a JoJo C. She did the master class and she was Timothy Chalamet and JoJo C. was one of the characters. So that was a long walk from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure to being JoJo C. to telling his story about SNL and all that stuff. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. So my point is, I think... I can't believe I just remembered this, but I think that this is going to be the biggest television season ever. Not only because of all the streaming services, uh, not only because of uh, Discovery Plus has launched, HBO Max is in a great groove, Peacock is launching all these new shows, Disney Plus uh, is uh, nipping on the heels of Netflix. 
this is going to be take all of that and then also added the fact that this is going to be a big year because a lot of these shows were held over from the last year and they just didn't have remote schedules this year and so that's why we're you know claws when that launches you know that might go by the wayside because it's the final season and it's a great show but like when's tnt gonna have time to air this especially now that we're getting in deep into the baseball season and they and uh, warner needs the the schedule the schedule for uh the schedule the Room in the schedule for baseball, and then you know, and then and then they have, they've got to compete. You know, linear shows on network and cable and um, on broadcast and cable uh, have to deal with streamer shows and then HBO and, and premium cable shows. I mean, it's it's crazy. You have to stand out. There's a Hawkeye television series. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, I knew that. I knew that, I knew that, I knew that. There's a Beatles documentary series on Disney Plus. I mean. AMC Plus, not AMC, AMC Plus has a new show, Ragdoll. It's a drama series. Sebastian Maniscalco's got a show on Discovery Plus. And then Flash and Riverdale come back on CW. I haven't watched Riverdale, but The Flash returns on November 16th. I mean, isn't that... That's great. We're going to have a huge year of television. I dare somebody to keep up. Man. Okay, well, that's it. That's all That's all the constitutionals I have for you today. Listen, if you like what you heard here, and I don't know why you would not, head on over to the website, cpluscomedy.com, where you can see some other stuff, including episodes of the Constitutional News Time. You want to see the video version of the show, youtube.com slash cpluscomedy, where you can see me sitting in a Green Lantern teen shirt. Teen shirt. Uh, and you can hear American Dad play in the background. <laughs> American Dad's great. You can also see our premiere show, News Time, which is a news show where I sit down and I take a topic and I dissect it. The another sh- another thing that I had to I missed a week, uh, not the first time because one time I was really depressed after a breakup and I missed a week, but uh, I missed like several weeks. <laughs> but this, yeah, go back, we'll see. It's uh, 2019, late 2019. Um, this. Uh, this week's episode was about Gamescom, Gamescom, and uh, it was one I planned out last year and did not, and uh, by planned out, I mean I had one link, <laughs> so don't watch it, it's not a good episode, or watch it, who gives a crap, but it's not a good episode, I'll tell you that much, and, but this week's episode's gonna be great, Twitter, Instagram, at Post Comedy, me on Twitter, Instagram, at Chad Black White, like us on Facebook, rate review subscribe this show wherever you get your podcast thank you for listening and now i gotta figure out how to uh get to the outro all right bye